the friends who are muttaqeen their state will be such that they will be in jannah allati uristumuha bima kuntum ta'malun on the other hand innal mujrimina those people in whose friendship was no fear of god instead they were friends who took each other away from allah innal mujrimina indeed such criminals the criminals fi adabi jahannam they will be in the punishment of hell khalidun abiding eternally they were friends previously but they were friends in their crimes and they will turn into enemies in the hereafter and in the punishment they will abide eternally allah says la yufattaru anhum la not yufattaru it will be allowed to subside anhum from them what the punishment meaning the punishment will not be allowed to subside for them yufattaru fatara fatara futur means to slow down after having been fast you know when someone is fast but then they slow down why because they've been going so fast they're getting tired now and we see this in many things you know initially there's a lot of speed there's a lot of strength there's a lot of quality but then gradually over time it reduces it goes down there's a decline this is very natural in this world very normal but we see that the punishment will not be reduced despite the passage of years and centuries la yufattaru anhum it will not be lightened it will not be reduced wa hum fihi and they will be in it meaning in that punishment mublisun they will be in despair mublis someone who's despaired who's lost hope the word is also used for someone who's become silent in despair meaning there's nothing left to say even what could you say when you've given up completely you don't even bother to say anything this is mublisun لا يفتر عنهم وهم فيه مبلسون the flames of the fire will not subside the intensity will not reduce there will be no break and the worst part there is no hope for the people of hell and that itself is punishment because in this world no matter what we're going through even the most difficult and the most painful experience if you have hope in your heart this will be over very soon and you always have that hope you know a lot or a little that hope itself is light isn't it that hope itself brings relief but in hell there is no relief there is no hope of relief and that itself is punishment allah says wama zalamnahum and we did not wrong them by putting them in this eternal severe punishment walakin kanu humuz zalimin but they themselves were the zalim they did zulm they brought themselves to this destination to this state they committed the zulm what is the zulm that they committed they put something where they should not have put it they put shirk where tawhid should have been they put friendship where that friendship should not have been because what is zulm to place something where it does not belong they loved someone whom they should not have loved they obeyed someone whom they should not have obeyed وَمَا ظَلَمْنَاهُمْ وَلَكِنْ كَانُوا هُمُ الظَّالِمِينَ They are guilty. وَنَادَوْا And they will call out. 
desperately, in agony, they will call out, Ya Malik, O Malik. Who is Malik? Hmm? The keeper of hell. Malik is the name of the angel who is the keeper of hell. So they will call out to him, Liyaqdi. He should put an end. Alayna on us, Rabbuk your Lord. Liyaqdi. He should put an end to us. Liyaqdi. Yaqdi from qada. And what does qada mean? To carry out a decision, a decree. We learn about al-qadr wal-qada. Qadr is the decree and qada is the fulfillment of that decree. So the word qada is also used for completing something. Alright? Completing something, concluding it, putting an end to it. For example, about Musa alayhi salam, we learn, فَوَكَزَهُ Musa فَقَضَى عَلَيْهِ Musa alayhi salam punched that man, and what happened? فَقَضَى عَلَيْهِ Finished him. So he should finish us. Your Lord should finish us. Meaning, make us die. What will happen? Qala, the angel will say, إِنَّكُمْ مَاكِثُونَ Indeed, you will remain. Meaning, there is no death for you. There is no end for you. You're staying right here. You see, generally, people don't ask for death. I mean, if they have extreme pain, they wish for relief from that pain. They don't ask for death. When they realize that there is no relief from this pain, and even if they were to be relieved from that pain, life is not going to be good at all, then they wish for death. But we see that in hell, people will wish for death. And notice how they're not asking Allah. They're calling upon that angel. Why? They're requesting that angel to make dua for them, to request Allah to put an end to them. Why is that so? Because people in hell will be far removed from the mercy of Allah. This is the worst part about hell. Distanced from Allah. Permanent distance. That's it. No hope even. وَنَادَوْ يَا مَالِكْ لِيَقْضِ عَلَيْنَا رَبَّكَ We learn in a hadith that the people in hell will call out to Malik and they will ask him that لِيَقْضِ عَلَيْنَا رَبُّكَ and 40 years will pass. After 40 years, the angel will say, إِنَّكُمْ مَاكِثُونَ You're staying right here. 40 years. Then the people will ask Allah, that, oh Allah, take us out of here. And if we repeat the same mistakes, then we are zalim. Then again, for 40 years, there will be no response. And they'll be told that you stay here. You're not going anywhere. إِنَّكُمْ مَاكِثُونَ In Surah Fatir, Ayah 36, we learn, وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لَهُمْ نَارُ جَهَنَّمُ لَا يُقْضَى عَلَيْهِمْ فَيَمُوتُوا وَلَا يُخَفَّفُ عَنْهُمْ مِنْ عَذَابِهَا No death and no punishment will be reduced. You see, when a person believes, then the angels make dua for him. Isn't that what we learn? In Surah Ghafir? The angels make dua for those who believe. And if a person does not die with this iman, then what will happen? In the hereafter, a person may beg the angel, make dua, make dua, do something for me. No, the angel will not do anything. So we have to do something to protect ourselves from hell today. Leave what will take us to hell, whether it is lying or it is backbiting, any kind of haram, any kind of action that takes to hell, 
Don't justify that sin. Leave it. لَقَدْ جِئْنَاكُمْ بِالْحَقِّ Allah says, certainly we have brought you the truth. وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَكُمْ But most of you, لِلْحَقِّ كَارِهُونَ You did not like the truth. You did not like it. كَارِهُونَ Karaha. Karaha is to dislike something, be averse to it. You knew the truth, but you didn't like it. Which is why you turned away from the truth and you held on to your wrong ways. What is haqq? What is the haqq that Allah has sent? The haqq, the truth about who? About Allah, His oneness. The truth about the hereafter. The truth about the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَلِقَاءُكَ حَقٌّ وَالنَّبِيُّونَ حَقٌّ وَمُحَمَّدٌ sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Right? And whatever the Prophet ﷺ brought, the teachings that he brought, even they are haq. Whether it is the command to eat only halal, or to leave what is haram, the legislation that, for instance, interest is haram, that is also haq. Every command of Islam that the Prophet ﷺ brought is haq. We need to really look at ourselves. Do I like the haq? Or do I dislike the haq? Because the problem over here is, وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَكُمْ لِلْحَقِّ كَارِهُونَ You disliked the haqq. You didn't like it. You didn't want to do it. So you turned away from it. أَمْ أَبْرَمُوا أَمْ or أَبْرَمُوا They have devised. They have consolidated. أَمْرًا A matter. فَإِنَّا Then indeed we مُبْرِمُونَ Ones who are devising a plan. Abramu Mubrimun from the root letter is Ba Ramim. Ibram is to twist two ropes or two strings together. Right? Bring them together, twist them together, consolidate them so that they form one strong rope. So to twist two ropes into one. So basically Ibram means ihkam. To firmly put together something. Alright? And from this the word Ibram is used for deciding upon a matter. With firm resolve and determination. With firm resolve and determination. To conclude a, you know, a matter that this is what we're going to do. And yes, we will do it. We have to do it. So the word is also used for planning. Planning a certain course of action. And deciding upon it with firm resolve. So, am abramu amram? Meaning, on what basis... Are they denying? Are they averse to the truth? What plan have they consolidated against the Prophet ﷺ to deny the truth or oppose it, to avoid punishment? What plan do they have? Whatever plan they have, Allah has a better plan that they cannot escape. In Surah Tur, Ayah 42, we learn, أَمْ يُرِيدُونَ كَيْدًا فَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا هُمُ الْمَكِيدُونَ Are they plotting something? Well, they should know that they are the object of a plan. You see, when a person is doing something wrong, we always have this plan, I'm going to justify it this way. I'm going to give this excuse and that reason. This is Ibram. Right? I'm going to do this to get myself out of trouble. Realize that Allah's plan is stronger. Am yahsabuna, Or do they think that anna, that indeed we, la nasma'u, that we do not hear, sirrahum, their secrets, sir, secret things, hidden things, secret matters. وَنَجْوَاهُمْ And their private conversations. What is najwa? When people have a private conversation amongst themselves. They don't disclose it. Like for example, in the middle of the night, people get together and they whisper to each other and say, this is what we're going to do. It's a secret plan. Private conversation. Allah says, do they think that we don't know 
what they keep as secret and what they discuss privately amongst themselves? Do they think they're hidden from Allah? Bala, of course we know. Warusuluna and our messengers, meaning angels, ladayhim with them, yaktubun, they are right there recording, writing, taking notes of what they're plotting and planning and what they're discussing privately amongst themselves. It's not only known to Allah, it's being recorded by the angels whom Allah has sent. What is this ayah about? It's connected to the previous one. Because you see the mushrikeen of Makkah, in their denial of the Prophet ﷺ, they would plot a lot, they would plan a lot of things, discuss secretly. This is what we'll do, this is what we'll say. Allah asks them, that you think we don't know? You think Allah does not know? Of course Allah knows. So well that even the angels have been sent by Allah to be present in that secret gathering and attend that secret gathering and take notes. You know when there is an important meeting, meeting minutes are being taken, isn't it? So sometimes we think we're having a very important discussion with someone, private discussion in which we're backbiting, busy backbiting, and we think the other person has no clue. Allah is watching. And the angels are there writing every word we're saying defaming someone, slandering them, attacking their honor and their reputation. Angels are taking notes. They're taking the meeting minutes. And this is something we really need to remember. Because sadly, in our conversations, most of the time, who is it that we discuss? Other people. We discuss what they say, what they wear, what they do, what we don't agree with, and we criticize them. And we're thinking we're doing something so important, criticizing them. And we think, oh, they're never going to find out. Allah is watching us and the angels are taking notes. Have some fear of God and stop what you're doing. Bala wa rusuluna ladayhim yaktubun. In Surah Qaf ayah 18, Allah says, Ma yalfidhu min qawlin illa ladayhi raqibun atid. A person does not utter a word except there is an angel ready, alert, right there taking whatever the person is saying and writing it down. So be careful. قُلْ say, O Prophet ﷺ, tell these people that in kana, if there was Rahmani for the most merciful, waladun a son, if Allah really had a child, then fa'ana, then I, awwalul abidin, I would be the first of the worshippers. Abidin, plural of abid. Meaning, I would be the first to worship that child. If Allah had a child. But the fact is that Allah does not have a son or a daughter, one or many. No, He is one. Lam yalid wa lam yulad. So I worship only Him. In Surah Al-Zumar, Ayah 4, Allah says, لَوْ أَرَادَ اللَّهُ أَن يَتَّخِذَ وَلَدًا لَاسْطَفَى مِمَّا يَخْلُقُ مَا يَشَاءُ If Allah wanted to have a child, He would have chosen one from His creation. Subhanahu huwa Allahu al-wahid al-qahar. The fact is that Allah does not have a child. He is al-ahad, the unique one who does not have children. He does not need children. Subhanahu, perfect is he. Subhana rabbis samawati wal-ard. Subhana, glory be to rabbis samawat, the Lord of the skies, wal-ard, and also the earth. He is the Lord of the skies and the Lord of the earth. Rabbil arsh, the Lord of the throne. 
Subhana, glory be to him, Amma Yasifun above what they describe. Yasifun from wasf wasf is description, meaning the false descriptions they give to him, Allah is above that. He does not have any children. Fatherhom. So the Prophet ﷺ is advised over here, leave these people, leave them. Who? Those who associate partners with Allah. Whether it is by declaring that he has a child or he has daughters, or Darhum, leave them. These, meaning the mushrikeen, those who laugh at you, those who come up with these baseless arguments, leave them. You've conveyed your message, you've done your job, now leave them. Yahudu, they will converse vainly. Yahudu from khawd. And khawd, khawawbad, is to rush to dive into water. Alright? Dive into water. Just imagine a pool of water, a lake, and Somebody just goes into the water. Once they're in the water, they're just in it. They're lost in the water. This is khawd. To indulge or to converse vainly. To delve into an argument, into a discussion, that's useless. You know, it's like you're just swimming in the ocean. You're not going to get anywhere. Yahudu. Let them delve into these useless arguments. Wayalabu. And they amuse themselves. Yalabu la'ib. What is la'ib? Play. An activity that is done for the purpose of enjoyment, entertainment, relaxation, fun. This is la'ib. So let them yalabu. They're amusing themselves in their worldly lives. Hatta yulaku until they meet yawmahum their day, alladhi yu'adun, which they have been promised. And what is that day? The day of judgment. So in this ayah, the Prophet ﷺ is being comforted. You've done your job, you've conveyed the message. These people, they will continue with their baseless arguments and their mockery. And they're having a lot of fun. They're amusing themselves. Let them do what they're doing. Just ignore now. In Surah Al-Hijr, Ayah 3, it is said, ذَرْهُمْ يَأْكُلُوا وَيَتَمَتَّعُوا وَيُلْهِهِمُ الْأَمَلُوا فَسَوْفَ يَعْلَمُونَ Let them be, and in the hereafter they will know. وَهُوَ الَّذِي And he is the one who, فِي السَّمَاءِ in the sky, إِلَاهٌ God. وَفِي الْأَرْضِ and in the earth, إِلَاهٌ God. Meaning, Allah is the one who is God in disguise and who is also God in the earth. This doesn't mean that Allah is everywhere, meaning physically present everywhere. What this means is that no matter where you are in this universe, or outside of this universe, wherever in this existence, no matter where you are, who is God? Over there, Allah. You see what happens is, you could be the owner of your house. You could be the boss in your family. But when you go to somebody else's house, you can't play boss. Can you? You're a guest. You're a nobody. Isn't it? Somebody could be a president of their country. But when they go to some other land, some other country, what are they? A visitor, a guest. They can't exercise their presidential rights. They can't say, well, as a president, I command you to do this. No, you may be president in that country. Here, you're not a president. Isn't it? What does this ayah teach us? No matter where you are, in the sky or on the earth. You're on continent A or continent B. You're on this country or that country. You're in the ocean or somewhere on land or in the desert. No matter where you are, who is God? Allah is God. His lordship, His uluhiyyah does not change with where you are.
No, He is God. His status is always God. وَهُوَ الْحَكِيمُ الْعَلِيمُ And He is the wise, the knowing. And this is a fact that we should never forget. No matter where we are, who is our Rabb? Allah. And who deserves to be worshipped over there? Allah. وَتَبَارَكَ And blessed is الَّذِي The one who لَهُ مُلْكُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ To him belong the dominion of the skies and the earth. The kingship of over the skies and the earth is whose? Allah's. وَمَا بَيْنَهُمَا And whatever that is between them. وَعِنْدَهُ And with him is عِلْمُ السَّاعَةِ The knowledge of the hour. He knows when the hour will be. وَإِلَيْهِ تُرْجَعُونَ And to him you will be returned. So do not forget him. And remember that وَلَا and not يَمْلِكُ He possesses authority. Who? الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ مِن دُونِهِ Those whom they call upon besides him. Meaning those who are worshipped besides Allah, idol, whatever it may be, whatever that is worshipped besides Allah, it does not have any power of الشَّفَاعَةِ of intercession. What is intercession? That on the day of judgment, somebody comes and says, well, this person should not go to hell. I request, I beg you Allah to forgive this person. And this person should be admitted into Jannah. This is shafa'ah. Allah says that these false gods whom they worship, they have no authority to do shafa'ah on the day of judgment. They have no right to do it. Allah will not grant them the power to intercede. Intercession will be Permitted for who? Who will be allowed to intercede? إِلَّا except مَنْ شَهِدَ بِالْحَقِّ Those who testify to the truth. Those who testify to the truth. What truth? About Allah. Meaning, the one who believes in لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ will be allowed to intercede on the Day of Judgment. So if there is a person in this world who claims, I'm God, so worship me. And tomorrow I will intercede for you. Will such a person be allowed to intercede on the Day of Judgment? No way. Why? Because he did not himself shahida bil He did not himself believe in the truth. Wahum yalamun, and they know. They know what? They know about those whom they're testifying for. They're interceding for also. That do they deserve that shafar or not? What is this ayah telling us? That just because someone has some authority today, it doesn't mean they will have authority in the court of Allah as well. Allah will give authority. Allah will give status and position and rights. To who? To who? First condition is man shahida bil haq. They must be a believer themselves. وَهُمْ يَعْلَمُونَ And they must also know the condition of those whom they are interceding for. Meaning, are they deserving of it or not? وَلَا إِن And surely if سَأَلْتَهُمْ You were to ask them مَنْ خَلَقَهُمْ Who created them? Again, the message of Tawheed is being given. If you were to ask these people who are worshipping so many beings besides Allah today, who is it that created them? Who created you? لَيَقُولُنَّ اللَّهِ They will say, of course it is Allah. فَأَنَّا يُؤْفَكُونَ Then from where, how are they deluded? When they know that Allah is the one who created them, why do they worship others besides Allah and wish that they will intercede for them on the Day of Judgment? أَنَّا يُؤْفَكُونَ How are they turned away from the truth? وَقِيلِهِ And His saying. Who's saying? 
whose statement of the Prophet ﷺ. Meaning Allah acknowledges the qil. Qil is like qawl, statement of he, meaning of Muhammad ﷺ. Which statement? That Ya Rabbi, Muhammad ﷺ, he complained to his Lord. He said, Ya Rabbi, O oh my Lord, Indeed, these qawmun people, la yu'minun. They're not believing. The Prophet ﷺ in Makkah, he complained to Allah that these people are not believing. So Allah says with regards to this statement, this complaint, O Prophet ﷺ, what should you do? Fasfah anhum. Turn aside from them. وَقُلْ salam And say, peace. فَسَوْفَ يَعْلَمُونَ Soon they will know. What should you do? فَصْفَحْ صَادْفَحَ صَفْحْ صَفْحْ is to broaden or to flatten something. Okay? This is صَفْحْ. And the word is used for forgiveness. You see when you're angry, when you're upset with someone, when you're filled with you know, feelings of vengeance and, and whatnot, then what happens is that you have a very tunnel vision. You're just focused on the hurt that somebody's caused you. You're angry because of the word that they said, the look that they gave, that action that they did. So fasfah, safr, broaden your view. Stop looking at the hurt they caused you. Look at everything else also. Safr is used for forgiveness, but it is to not even reproach someone for what they've done. You understand? Not even reproach someone for what they've done. For instance, in the kitchen. I don't know why I always think of the kitchen. For instance, you ask somebody to help you clean the car. And they're helping you clean the car. But as they're cleaning, they're being very rough. They slam the door and they, you know, they do things that you don't really agree with. You don't really like. You're not really pleased with. And as they're doing it, you're thinking about the wrong that they're doing. You know, you keep noticing their mistakes. Isn't it? whether it's cleaning the car or in the kitchen or something that they're writing for you, if you keep your focus, the mistakes that they're doing, what's going to happen? You're not going to look at anything else. You're not going to see anything else. So fasfah, get over it. That's what it means. Get over it. Ignore what they're doing. Look away from it. Look at something else. Think about something else. They're shutting the door wrong. They're not putting the plates as you want them to. They're not writing the way you want them to. Look away. This is the meaning of suffer. And it's so important. Because if we don't bring suffer in our lives, we will be miserable. We will be miserable. We have to learn to overlook the wrong that others are doing. It doesn't mean that we agree with that wrong. But what this means is that sometimes, you really can't change people. Can you? You can tell them. You can try to teach them. You can remind them. You can advise them. But you can't put them in your mold. They're people. They have their free will. They will do things the way they think are best. So, فَصْفَحْ anhum. Their ridicule, their denial, their baseless arguments, O Prophet ﷺ, overlook them, ignore them, turn away from them. Because if you will keep thinking about what they're doing, you're going to be hurt. So ignore. And this is so beautiful. When you're dealing with opposition, you have to 
overlook what the haters say. Isn't it? You have to overlook what the haters say. Because if you're just constantly concerned about what they're saying and what they're doing, you'll never be happy. You'll never be able to do your work. So, فَصْفَحْ عَنْهُمْ وَقُلْ سَلَامْ And say salam. Meaning whenever there is some confrontation, a heated argument, where they are attacking you, like the incident that was mentioned in the verses earlier, where they said about Isa salam, they presented his example. In these situations, قُلْ سَلَامْ Salam as in peaceful words. Or, salamu alaykum. See you later. Right? Meaning, don't delve in those arguments with them. فَسَوْفَ يَعْلَمُونَ They will know. They will know what? The consequences of their denial. In Surah Al-Hijra, Ayah 85, Allah says, فَصْفَحِ الصَّفْحَ الْجَمِيلِ Pardon, overlook. But how? Beautifully. And how is that? فَصْفَحْ عَنْهُمْ وَقُلْ سَلَامُ فَسَوْفَ يَعْلَمُونَ Let's listen to the recitation. إِنَّ الْمُجْرِمِينَ فِي عَذَابِ جَهَنَّمَ خَالِدُونَ لَا يُفَتَّرُ عَنْهُمْ وَهُمْ فِيهِ مُبْلِسُونَ وَمَا ظَلَمْنَاهُمْ وَلَكِنْ كَانُوا هُمُ الظَّالِمِينَ وَنَادَوْا يَا مَالِكُ لِيَقْضِ عَلَيْنَا رَبُّكَ قَالَ إِنَّكُمْ مَاكِثُونَ لَقَدْ جِئْنَاكُمْ بِالْحَقِّ وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَكُمْ لِلْحَقِّ كَارِهُونَ أَمْ أَبْرَمُوا أَمْرًا فَإِنَّا مُبْرِمُونَ أَمْ يَحْسَبُونَ أَنَّا لَا نَسْمَعُ سِرَّهُمْ وَنَجْوَاهُمْ بَلَا وَرُسُلُنَا لَدَيْهِمْ يَكْتُبُونَ قُلْ إِنْ كَانَ لِلرَّحْمَنِ وَلَدٌ فَأَنَا أَوَّلُ الْعَابِدِينَ سُبْحَانَ رَبِّ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ رَبِّ الْعَرْشِ عَمَّا يَصِفُونَ فَذَرْهُمْ يَخُوضُوا وَيَلْعَبُوا حَتَّى يُلَاقُوا يَوْمَهُمُ الَّذِي يُوعَدُونَ وَهُوَ الَّذِي فِي السَّمَاءِ إِلَهٌ وَفِي الْأَرْضِ إِلَهٌ وَهُوَ الْحَكِيمُ الْعَلِيمُ وَتَبَارَكَ الَّذِي لَهُ مُلْكُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَمَا بَيْنَهُمَا وَعِنْدَهُ عِلْمُ السَّاعَةِ وَعِنْدَهُ عِلْمُ السَّاعَةِ وَإِلَيْهِ تُرْجَعُونَ وَلَا يَمْلِكُ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ مِنْ دُونِهِ الشَّفَاعَةَ إِلَّا مَنْ شَهِدَ بِالْحَقِّ وَهُمْ يَعْلَمُونَ وَلَئِنْ سَأَلْتَهُمْ مَنْ خَلَقَهُمْ لَيَقُولُنَّ اللَّهِ فَأَنَّا يُؤْفَكُونَ وَقِيلِهِ يَا رَبِّ إِنَّهَا 
فاصفح عنهم وقل سلام فسوف يعلمون سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك اشهد ان لا اله الا انت استغفرك واتوب اليك السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته